Today, dear friends, let's think about the Christian and civil government. It's a worthy study, is it not? Well, that's coming up today from the International Gospel Hour. Please stay tuned. Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. We're so glad you've decided to listen to our program today. In a world of challenges, we need God's Word to help us face those challenges. Thank you for joining us in this period of Bible study with our speaker, Jeff Archie, of International Gospel Hour, a broadcast of the Churches of Christ. Let's listen now. Here's Jeff. Well, thank you to our J-Webb for his kind words always. And greetings to all of you, and thank you for being with us once again for our broadcast from the International Gospel Hour. You will find us online at internationalgospelhour.com. Please peruse our website. Send us a message through our contact tab. Let us know where you're listening to our broadcast from. You can also call us at 855-444-6988. Leave your message or request. And also, you can write us at P.O. Box 118, Fayetteville, Tennessee, 37334. Our J-Webb will be back within our broadcast to share with you some other contact information or to remind you of what I have just shared with you. Today, friends, the Christian and civil government. Is there a relationship, and what impact can the Christian play in this role? We know and affirm that the Lord never ordained civil government to be a religious guide or our exclusive religion of any nation. Some believe that the government can solve all human problems. Friends, we know that is not the case. Thus, can we look upon a human government to lead us spiritually? History says otherwise. But the Bible instructs the Christian in his or her relationship to civil government. Let's think on these things today. Before we begin, here is a very special gift that we'd love to send to you, and our J-Web has the details. Good folks, please allow us to send a special free booklet called Something is Wrong, But the Bible is Right. This is a study that clears away a lot of the confusion in the religious world and allows us to see that the Bible is always right. Just call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say Bible Tract. That's it. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Bible Tract in the message box. Now, back to our study. The Christian and Civil Government Allow Peter to speak through inspiration from 1 Peter 2, 13-17. Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme, or to governors, or as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers, and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free, yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as bondservants of God. Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king." Please note the following phrases from our reading. How about the phrase, For the Lord's sake, in verse 13? Or, For this is the will of God. Now watch, 
that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. Verse 15. How about bondservants of God in verse 16 and our behavior? The word bondservant is defined as a slave under the bidding of the master. And who is the master here? Well, it would be God. The late Brother J. C. Watkins observed, Since the Christian's obedience to human ordinances is for the Lord's sake, verse 13, one's obedience to civil authority cannot extend to laws which would conflict with the will of God. Peter knew this. In Acts 4, 18 and 19, as well as Acts 5, 29, he defended preaching and teaching the gospel and should be above all anything that the authorities were to bring upon them. Consider Romans 13, verses 1 through 7. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is God's minister, an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Therefore you must be subject, not only because of wrath, but also for conscience' sake. For because of this you also pay taxes, for they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render therefore to all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to whom customs, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Now a couple of thoughts here. A.T. Robertson's Word Pictures of the New Testament brings forth the following thought. Paul is not arguing for the divine right of kings or for any special form of government, but for government and order. Nor does he oppose her revolution for a change of government, but he does oppose all lawlessness and disorder. Volume 4, page 407. God does not approve of every government, friends. If a government prohibits one from worshiping God, does he endorse that earthly government? Well, God does not approve persecution of His people. We once again are reminded of the words that Peter and John stated before the council in Acts 5.29. We must obey God rather than man. Therefore, we must think on what we can do. Should we not be praying individuals for our nation, for those leaders? 1 Timothy 2.1 and 2 commands, Therefore I exhort first of all that supplications... Prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and all who are in authority. Why, Paul? That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. When our prayers come forth for our leaders, are we praying that they will make decisions that would lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence? Are we praying toward that end? Are we declaring toward that end? In Acts 10, 34 and 35, Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth I perceive that God shows no partiality, but in every nation whoever fears Him and works righteousness is accepted by Him. In every nation. Now there, context-wise, Paul is speaking to the Gentiles, though who, those who were away from God. But he points out that every nation 
Every nation that will respond to God, will fear God and work righteousness, is accepted by Him. Christians, therefore, must impact the world for good and for God. Let's think about these texts. How about 1 John 2, 15-17, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away in the lust of it. But he who does, the will of God abides forever. Friends, we learn here that we should not be relying upon the world for our answers, but to carry forth the will of God. The government is not designed to be our spiritual answers, but we must impact it by the way that we live. How about Matthew five thirteen through 16 You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. What is the summary here, Lord Jesus? Verse 16, Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works, and glorify your Father in heaven. You see, we must continue to do good, for we are that salt that changes the flavor of this old world. We are a light that knocks out the darkness. We are a city that can be seen and can be respected and a guide to the proper way. We must follow after the Lord. Philippians 2 and verse 15 is another text to consider. That you may be blameless and harmless, children of God without fault, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. The old King James Version says, a crooked and perverse nation. Dear friends, we are to be children of God to make those lights shine that we noted from Matthew five thirteen through 16 Yes, friends, we are in a crooked and perverse generation. We need to impact this world for good and continue to stand. In John 17 and verse 15, Jesus prayed, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. We are in this world, but we are not to be of the world. And we are not to be taken out of the world, but to be kept from the evil one. Dear friends, the Christian's responsibility to civil government is to be obedient unto the laws of the land, and to work within the guidelines of government for what is good. But we never forsake the will of God in order for us to carry forth the will of man. We're going to pause and here is our J-Web with a very free or with a very special free online video study that we think you will have of interest. As a compliment to our study today, our friend Rob Whitaker has a free online video study titled, Does It Matter? Does it matter what you believe? The most important question in all the world is, where will you go when you die? God has provided all that you must know in the Bible. Your questions about salvation, sin, and the church will be answered directly from God's Word, and Rob is an excellent teacher. May we send you the link so you can give it a try? Just call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, email, and just say, Does it matter? Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 And please leave your name, email, and just say, does it matter? 
You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab and leave us the same information, name, email, and type Does It Matter in the message blank. We will send the link to you. We hope you enjoy the study. And now let's get back to the Bible. Dear friends, as always, we pray and hope that our studies today have been profitable to you to help you as you walk for our Lord Jesus Christ. We'll study together at another time. Thank you again for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour. I'm Jeff Archie, and as always, keep listening. Thank you for listening today. May this study prompt your search of God's Word for His will in your life. To assist you in your study or to listen to other programs, please visit our website at internationalgospelhour.com. To God be the glory. Oh.